1: Prime Minister's official residence is crumbling. Has been for years. There's talk potentially about fixing it or replacing it after a lot of political debate about it. But is there actually will in this country to replace it? And how much would it cost? I'm Dave Breckenridge and this is 10-3. Independent journalist Tom Spears joins me to discuss the problems plaguing the nearly 160-year-old home, the potential bill for the taxpayer, and why there seems to be such little political desire to do anything about the property. Don't forget, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, Amazon Music. I'd love it if you could leave us a rating, a review, and tell your friends about the show. So, Tom, for those who may not be familiar, what is 24 Sussex Drive?
0: 24 Sussex Drive is the official home of Prime Ministers. It uh, has been since 1950. It's, a, it's an old 1860s house built by a lumber baron, sold to another lumber baron, and eventually... Expropriated by the federal government for, as a place to put uh, prime ministers, and they they have inhabited it for most of the time since 1950. But they don't anymore.
1: That that leads us into kind of the the crux of our conversation. You know, the, the you said the prime minister doesn't live there anymore. How long has it been since the prime minister lived at the quote unquote official residence?
0: It was since 2015. Uh, the Harper family uh, left after they lost the election in was it October or November of 15. And Justin Trudeau arrives and immediately says, no, I'm not moving in there. Uh, he grew up there, of course, when dad was prime minister. Uh, and he knows exactly what condition it's in. And he just said, no, not to that. I'm not set, setting foot in the place.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and, and uh, you know, as as has been written, there are plenty of issues with the house. It's not just an old house. It's the official residence of the prime minister. But there are issues all over the place there. What are some of the major issues to the property? at 24 Sussex Drive?
0: We'll break them down into two categories. The entire outside needs repair or replacing, and pretty much the entire interior needs repair or replacing. Um, on the outside, it was when the Feds took over in 1950, they did a big reno, and in fact, they really changed the shape of the building. They added a new exterior wall of limestone blocks. Now, they used poor-quality limestone. It turns out to be uh, useful for gravel, but not for building. So it's cracking, crumbling. They used poor-quality mortar between the blocks, Uh, So some of it is crumbling. They used poor workmanship. They didn't, the the, the guys didn't completely fill the spaces between the blocks. There's big air spaces in there where there's supposed to be mortar. Um, It's uh, an extent now where you can shove a knife blade in it can go in six or eight inches through where there's supposed to be mortar and it just hits air. And finally, there were iron ties that link the new wall to the old wall. With all these holes, water gets in there and they've all rusted out. So in a lot of places, there's just nothing holding wall A to wall B. So that's the exterior. Oh, and the windows. Uh, the windows are so drafty that on a windy, on a windy winter day, the entire indoor volume of heated air gets replaced with outdoor cold air at a rate of once every hour. Goodness. <laughs> it's it just, it, it's icy. Um, interior too, um, mainly dangerous materials, lots of asbestos. So they've had, they've been ripping that out. Uh, very old wiring. One of them started sparking and smoking. They don't like to call it a fire, but it was awfully close to it. Ripping out then the old dangerous wiring and ripping out old plumbing that's just so old it's going to start leaking soon before the days of copper plumbing. Um, so they, they got a, you know, the old, the exterior is still there. They've been ripping out all the innards, but it's, it's a mess.
1: Yeah. And that's, you know historical issues with the house, and I I know that there were some reports earlier this year about rats. What can you tell me about the rats on the property?
0: Well, the good news is they're dead. <laughs> uh, the bad news is they they find them piled up inside the spaces and walls. They won't actually acknowledge that they're rats or mice. They just say rodents. It's the government. Nobody wants to tell too much. Mm-hmm. The dead rodents, um, and you know those just that's just unpleasant. That won't make the house fall down, but it's just a little
1: a little red flag. And, you know, you talk about them them ripping out the innards and, and looking at and repairing the exterior. How much is it estimated that it would cost to fix the building or replace the building?
0: Well, the funny thing is those two are about the same. It's about $40 million, 38 to $40 million either way, uh, which I just can't wrap my head around. You know, you look at the biggest, fanciest homes being built today on lots around outside Toronto, which is an expensive area. And they're, they're retailing for, you know, 10, 12, 13 million dollars. So I, I don't know how this one hits 40 million, but that's the figure. And the National Capital Commission, uh, which is the sort of property manager of old historic federal properties around the, the Ottawa area, it has no, nothing like that. They're getting like $3 million a year for repairs and maintenance.
1: And so when you look at all the, the problems with the house, like it's not a case of, the prime minister could just turn around and say, all right, I've spent my time at Rito Cottage uh, on the property where the governor general lives. And I decided, okay, I'm going to go move back into 24 Sussex. Like that's not something that could happen tomorrow. Right.
0: No, it's just not safe. And you know, when they said, they announced last um, fall, that a few of these rooms are still being used by office workers from the prime minister's office. And they, they announced, okay, we're going to kick these guys out so that we can go in and, and rip out asbestos and rip out old wiring and stuff. What they didn't say was they're ripping out all the old stuff and not replacing it. So where the wiring, the plumbing, the walls are ripped out, they stay ripped out. They are putting in just enough gener- uh, electricity, basically, to run some emergency lights. Um, They've ripped out not all, only all the plumbing, but all the toilets, the sinks, the bathtubs, the everything.
1: It, it's, it's a shell. We'll be right back. one of the things that i find interesting with this this house this property is that it's not just an issue that has is facing the trudeau government i mean justin trudeau was elected and said i'm not going to live there obviously i assume because of all the problems that are inherent into this property but it's been a, an issue for successive governments and they've struggled with what to do with it and as you mentioned a 40 million price tag seems fairly exorbitant for A really nice fancy house and and maybe there's justification based on security and all of that but why do you feel as as someone who's kind of followed this over the years it's such a political hot potato you like you would assume that people want the head of our government to have an official residence
0: yeah but nobody wants to nobody wants to be the prime minister who spends money and, and and the public will see it as him making a fancy home for him or her own family. And you know what? Louis Saint Laurent was the first PM who moved in there back in 50 or 51. He had to be strong-armed in. He didn't want to go there. He thought, you know, he, if this is a palace, this does not make me look like a, a person representing the common people. And he insisted on paying rent just to just because he felt so embarrassed about being in there. Nobody, and nobody wants to spend money repairing it. The Harpers wouldn't spend money repairing it. You know, people before them wouldn't, because nobody wants to be seen as the, the person who's Paying public money so that me and my family can live
1: high. In the meantime, though, we have a prime minister who has not only a residence uh, on the property where the governor general lives at, at Rideau Cottage, but there's also a vacation property. And as I understand it, that itself needs its own repairs. What are the issues with that property? And if we're concerned about the image of the prime minister spending too much money on a home for himself and his family, why isn't the vacation property an issue?
0: I, I don't know. Is it, no, it's not getting forty million. It's got a chunk. <laughs> um, it's a it's a nice old nineteen twenty five country home. Um, it was a, a, an old rustic home. They said it was renovated in the nineteen fifties into a nineteen fifties suburban style. So there goes the, the charm. But they spent just a couple of years ago five point seven million dollars renovating what they call the main cottage there. Two and a half million more renovating a, a smaller side cottage on the same site. Uh, a million on security. And then at the end of it, they said it's only in fair condition because we didn't have enough money to fix the wiring or the plumbing. And then at, at the end of that, the roof gave in just after the reno was finished. They thought it's all finished. It's all fixed up. And it's an old cedar shingle roof. And it started leaking in so many places. They can't literally identify them all. So, you know, with all the, with all the upkeep there, they really threw money at Harrington Lake, the two cottages and uh, effectively, it hasn't worked out very well for them. And you mentioned Rideau Cottage. Um, that's a, a slightly smaller version. It's smaller than 24 Sussex. It's a two-story red brick home, uh, on the grounds of the Governor General's place. Um, it's in much better condition. Trudeau's have been very happy there since, uh, since, since 2015. And I find it very interesting that they've been putting in a lot of, um, expenditure there on things that feel very permanent, such as an RCMP guard hut. Um, fencing, gates, parking. You know, these are not just things that you put in because the PM is going to spend six months there. It, it's just starting to feel to me that that's the de facto new Prime Minister's home.
1: Does it make more sense than the property at 24 Sussex Drive? Like, is there, is there something, like, is it easier to protect potentially than the old property?
0: Yeah, that's, that's one big thing. Uh, the property at number 24 is right up close to, uh, to Sussex Drive itself. Now, it's completely screened off by evergreen trees, so you drive past and you never really see it. You see just fences, but it's a a small, narrow property. There isn't a lot of space around it for the security people to operate. Uh, Rideau Cottage on the grounds of the Governor General's home is on a gated, fenced site. Um, More room around it, and uh, they say easier to protect.
1: As mentioned before, governments, they've gotten cold feet in the past when it comes to replacing the prime minister's official residence, uh, Pierre Poiliev, the leader of the official opposition, said it would be the last priority of his government should he become prime minister, uh, it, should there be an election between now and 2025, uh, or even after, he, after the 2025 election. He's more interested in housing for Canadians than a mansion for the prime minister. Do you get a sense that we could see a new residence for the PM anytime soon? That Justin Trudeau doesn't seem necessarily keen on it. And as you mentioned, they're making, you know, potentially permanent renovations to the property at, at Rito Cottage. Um, and Pierre Poiliev has basically said, no, nah, I'm not interested in doing that. Is, is this something that you could see in the next decade?
0: I, I'm betting that, that uh, 24 Sussex just sits there until somebody finally says it has to come down. There's just no political appetite. You know, people I interview and then just neighbors on my street and my family in other cities, nobody says, hey, let's rescue this thing. It's first of all, nobody has the slightest bit of affection for it. It's hidden behind trees. Even if you live in Ottawa, you don't even know what the place looks like. You know how do you, how do you form a, an emotional bond with a with a this abstract thing that you don't even know what it is? Um, and then when you combine all the official residences—the prime minister's, uh, Stornaway for the leader of the opposition, uh, the uh, the governor general's place, and a couple of others the national capital commission says really to to fix those up we don't just need 40 million dollars we need 175 million dollars for six homes um and that just falls with a thud when people hear that no nobody's rushing forward to say yeah let's spend that money not even the heritage building people
1: so ultimately like this this is a big a big chunk of money and a big political hot potato Is there anything that could change the public's perception of it in your mind as someone who's covered this? Like, do you get a sense that, that, you know, maybe the houses are falling apart or there's a fire or something that might say, oh, yeah, crap, we need to get this, this dealt with. Or is it the kind of thing that will kind of live on in infamy, the notion that, you know, the perpetual argument that we, we want our politicians to have a, have a home when they're away uh, from their own riding, uh, so they can have you know meeting space and all of that.
0: Yeah, I, I just don't, I just don't see people really caring about this at all. I don't see any political momentum. If you mentioned you mentioned a fire, if there was a fire, I think people just sort of shrug and say, "Good." <laughs> uh, they have other issues on their mind around Ottawa. You know, the, our new light rail train system that won't run now. People do get excited about that, but you know, an old house with nobody in it, who cares?
1: Mm-hmm. Well, I guess we'll see what transpires. We'll see if if. 24 sussex falls to the ground before they decide to tear it down tom thanks for your time very welcome 103 is produced by tyler dawson theme music by bryce hall thanks to my guest tom spears you can read more about the problems at 24 sussex drive at nationalpost.com i'm dave breakenridge thanks for listening